Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up? Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast. On a Friday presented by PointsBet, use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Welcome in a newsy day over in Lake Forest. My name is Adam Hogue alongside Nicholas Moriano, who is over at Hallis Hall today, and Will DeWitt. Guys, the big free agent signing, Larry Ogunjobi. Those of you watching on YouTube saw the graphic there. He has failed his physical. People are hot about this. Oh, yeah. I mean, when we heard about it, just just in the media room, we're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, Larry Nogajovi failed his physical. So now what? What's, what's going to happen here? So we're all just kind of sitting there just waiting, to be completely honest. And, yeah, it was big news. And, obviously, that was a three-tech that was supposed to be the fundamental part in this this new defense. And now he's not here. No, he's not. And, you know, as you know, for Bears fans, that was kind of a punch to the gut. I'm sure it felt the same way for Ryan Pulse, too, to kind of, you know, hear the news that the physical uh, was failed. Obviously, when you make your first big signing as a GM, that's probably the last thing uh, that he wanted to kind of see, you know, how it would play out here. But I do think the silver lining is the fact that it's been, you know, determined now that he's not a fit in this team just due to his health. That way we didn't find it later on. You're locked into that contract. And the Bears are going to be, you know, in better shape than they would have if they moved forward with it. Yeah, we're already already getting comments in. Uh, this one from Tommy. Honestly, the contract was a lot. Justin Jones is pretty good. Um, you know, I you know I'll go back to Monday and and I'll say we we did a show Monday, uh, Nick, and it was like right after the show ended when the Ogunjobi news broke that the Bears were were going to sign him, and my brain immediately was like, well, wait a minute, didn't he didn't he just get hurt? Didn't he just have surgery? Like, I remember that from the playoffs. And I, so I was a little surprised. I wasn't surprised that, like, they targeted a three technique right away. I was a little surprised that it was like, oh, that's a lot of money for a guy that just had surgery. And I'm like, you know, you try to give him the benefit of the doubt. You're like, okay, well, they must have the information that everything's okay. Um, so I just, to have it go down like this a couple days later, once you get him in the building and he fails his physical, not feel comfortable enough to go forward with them. I want to make it very clear. I think it's a good thing 
that they made that decision and they caught it before giving him a bunch of money uh, to an injured player. But that being said, I think for a first time general manager, it is still fair to question the process a little bit and be like, hey, wait a minute here. This isn't the greatest look for a guy making his first big signing to have it all fall through because of a failed physical. Yeah, I think it's like the optics of it, right? When you see this, like, hey, this is the guy that they they targeted first. This is his first signing. And then for it to kind of fall out the way that it did, for a guy that, what, was carved off the field uh, in just the the wildcard playoff game, the wildcard playoff uh, win against the Raiders. So it was a quick turnaround for him. And Larry Ogunjobi did tweet out on January 20th, like surgery was a success. Once again, appreciate all the love and support. But like you said, Adam, this probably was in the best interest of the bears. And that's what Ryan Pohl said in a statement, right? The best for the team moving forward. Like you don't want to obviously sign a guy who's has such a fundamental and key important role in this defense and him not be able to be that guy because of health. So when you look at it, did the bears maybe avoid like a, a mistake? Maybe that ends up happening in the long run, but the optics, all the fans saying, well, look at that. It already starts off on the wrong foot, right? So I can, I can see where the frustration from the fan base is at, but in the long run, I think it does end up working in the Bears' favor. And the fact of the matter is, too, like he didn't have him in the building before, so all you can really draw off of are the conversations that you're having around the league, maybe having with him personally, and you know maybe there was a little bit of you know an attempted bamboozle here, like try to get me some a lot of money while I can get it, and hopefully I can pass this physical. And I don't think bamboozle. What a great word, by the way, bamboozle. Thank you. Uh, I try. I read the thesaurus for 20 minutes before, you know, every time we record an episode, Uh, but that was a great one. I appreciate it. Uh, But yeah, no, the fact is, you know, you don't know until you bring them in. And so for fans to, you know, be upset with polls, you know, I understand it because it does fall flat here. Uh, We can talk about Justin Jones in a bit. I don't really like it nearly as much as what, a potential Ogan Joby could have brought to the table here. But again, at least we're not locked into a contract with a guy who can't even suit up on the field or isn't progressing through his rehab uh, the way that he should be. And we just went through a whole very similar situation uh, internally with Tariq Cohen. Uh, and we don't have to go through that again here uh, moving on uh, from Ogan Joby. Yeah, and I want to be clear, like I, if anything, I'm actually giving Ryan Pohl some credit for mm-hmm. – and the medical staff, too, for catching this. Because, again, the worst-case scenario is to give him the contract. And I brought it up on Twitter shortly after this news broke today because Ryan Pace's first big move was Pernell McPhee. That was the big signing. And he also had kind of this cautious approach where he wasn't throwing a ton of money out there early, but he did give Pernell McPhee a massive contract. And for years after that, we heard the stories about how that knee was kind of barking and the people in Baltimore we came from had a better understanding of where that knee was at than the Bears did. They did not catch it in the physical. Or if they did, they decided it wasn't a big enough deal not to give him the contract. So I, I the contrast there of getting the failed physical and not signing the player, I think is probably a step forward in the right direction. I just also at the same time think it's completely fair to raise questions about how all this went down at a minimum because you don't know how the week could have played out differently had they not had this money allocated since Monday in their spreadsheets and on their big boards in the office to Larry Ogunjobi, and we'll never know that. And maybe it didn't affect too much, but, you know, do they keep Bilal Nichols? My guess is probably not, but, you know, possibility. Do they go harder after Brian Allen, who re-signed with the Rams? Would they have been willing to give an extra million or two a year 
with that money. Again, things we'll never know, but I think it's completely fair to wonder about here. And on the flip side, hey, now they have all this money. They could maybe turn around and give it to a, a, a high-quality left tackle like Taron Armstead. That would be a nice little uh, alternative there. And, you know, I will give Poll some credit, too, because, what, 15 minutes later, we heard from Jeremy Fowler at ESPN that the Bears were in on Justin Jones. So there was already an alternative. There's Poll's kind of working working the phone, seeing who's available, who he can bring in. And for a guy that was a former third-round pick out of NC State, um, did have a career year and a lot of st- st- stats there with the Chargers in terms of sacks, tackles, and, and things like that. But he also did miss six games. Last year, five after being placed on IR with a calf injury and missed one due to COVID. So still, there is that that injury. I don't want to say injury history, but he's never had a full play a full sixteen game uh, schedule, and then obviously seventeens with with last year in his young career. But obviously, the Bears felt. Well, I guess maybe they have to see the medicals too when they get him in the building. But at least they had an alternative and didn't just didn't just leave a vacant spot in the middle of their defense. I'd call it injury history. The fact that you can't put together a full season, whether it's last year, you know, with the calf and the ankle, uh, the shoulder injury that happened in 2019 and 2020 that kept him out of around, you know, seven games total between those two seasons. Like that's a history that I'm definitely keeping in mind. I know he's young, you know, Jones is only 26. Uh, but the fact of the matter that he hasn't been able to put together a full season is a concern for me. Uh, and honestly, uh, every time I was looking into it this afternoon, trying to talk myself into this signing and like pump myself up like, all right, we didn't get Ogan Joby, but we have Justin Jones. I couldn't get there guys. I really feels like a plan B, you know, every way you cut it. Uh, and I would still say a dominant disruptive three tech still needs to be a priority now for the bears. Cause I don't think Justin Jones is that. I, I think that's a fair concern. Um, you know, I, I, some of the reaction coming out of Los Angeles right away from uh, the, some of the people who have covered him, mostly optimistic about him as a player if he can stay healthy, but that's a big if. Um, and hey, I think we learned our lesson here. Still, he's still got to pass his physical, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, another thing to throw out there. And I, I guess my question to you guys right now is, and, and we can just in- include this as one thing that happened this week amongst everything, but now we've had five days, free agency's been open, Trade window's been open. We've seen moves other teams have made. Are you happy with the week so far? Are you disappointed? Do you, are, are, are you a little worried about Ryan Poles? Or are you still willing to give him the benefit of the doubt? I am not worried about Ryan Poles, but I am slightly disappointed uh, at the same time. Uh, I think, you know, if I had to give it a grade, I'm at like the C to C plus range uh, with Ogan Doby. If he would have passed that physical, I was looking at more like a B minus area. Uh, I'm happy he's not just throwing all the money, you know, out the window right now and signing all these guys to big, massive contracts, taking his time, uh, letting this market settle down uh, just a bit. But and again, I'm not trying to knock it too much for your first signing not being able to pan out. As we said, it, I think it is uh, maybe a silver lining, a positive here that the Bears were able to diagnose that. Uh, but still, and we'll talk about some of the receivers they signed this week. It's still uh, underwhelming, but uh, I understand the cautious approach at the same time. So I'm just kind of in the middle. For me, I like Ryan Poles' approach. I mean, look, he looked at this roster and said, we need to upgrade the offensive line. We got Lucas Patrick. We need to get a three tech. It was supposed to be Ogan Joby. We need to add wide receivers for Justin Fields. 
you, you got Pringle and then Equinemius St. Brown. So obviously identified the areas of need, went out to try to go, uh, you know, upgrade those as best as he could. But you also got to know that the Bears, they didn't go into this with as much cap spaces like the Jaguars did and other teams that really can throw that money up to the, the higher target free agents, right? So I get the approach. The, obviously, Ogunjobi not being able to be that three-tech does hurt a bit, but I understand exactly where Pulse is coming from and how he's trying to do this, and now now we now we see how he can adapt. And I think this maybe could be a silver lining, too. It's like, okay, plan A didn't work. What can I do for plan B to still salvage this roster, to still make this, this workable? Because we knew with the last regime, sometimes when plan A didn't go to fruition – there wasn't maybe even a plan B or plan C. So it just kind of seemed lost. So now we get to see Ryan Pohl's work. And like I said, Justin Jones is here. And that happened like, what, 15 minutes later after we heard about the Ogunjobi news. And I think, you know, if Justin Jones is the plan B, I have a problem. If he's a part of the plan B, great. I'll, I'm excited to find out, you know, what the other pieces uh, are here. But yeah, uh, I, exactly, Nick. It's it's good, uh, but we need to be you know patient. And I think it's a virtue. Uh, but we'll get there. Weef says, come on, guys, stop being so pessimistic. The fact that Poles had a plan B speaks to his working the phone and not forcing anything. You know, I got to I gotta take a little bit of exception to that. He better have a plan B and a plan C and a plan D and a plan E and a plan F three weeks ago because that's how this works. Okay? Mm-hmm. You have your free agency more, and if you don't, then – you're you're not even qualified to be a general manager. So I'm not willing to go to the lowest common like denominator on the credit we're giving the GM. They pivoted. That's what your job is to do. And it's quite frankly, a guy in Justin Jones who at this point in his career is just a guy. All right. So <laughs> I'm struggling. I understand everybody's still in the in the honeymoon phase here where they want to give the new guy all the credit in the world, but you know, he just did his job here. And I'm, and it's not criticism either. It's just, we can't, I could give him too much credit. And by the way, he failed his physical yesterday. So it, it has been 24 hours. It's not like they signed him 15 minutes later. The, the news came out right after it got announced. That's all. It would have been nice to know that before we were at Hell is Hall as we were kind of waiting there yeah. for about an hour knowing what the heck was going on. But uh, this is an interesting comment here, Adam. I want to get your thoughts on this because in that, that press release, that statement, the wording said that they would not be signing him today. I don't know for you. Did that, did that almost leave the door open for, Hey, maybe, I don't know if if somehow some way that injury becomes better or he's able to show medically that he can play. Does that door kind of become open again? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, Okay. Because, because here's the thing for one, you know, as we're doing the show right now, we don't necessarily even know that the foot's the issue. Um, True. You know, maybe they found a different problem in, in some other part of his leg. Uh, you know, those things type, those things happen, uh, but maybe it's not healing properly. Maybe it is the foot. And the, the reality is, I think that word today is important because it means today after the physical and I'm with you, glass half full, guys. That's why I'm saying they're going to take this money. They're going to go sign Teron Armstead. And then, you know, yeah. and then Olin Cruz can trade for Deshaun Watson. And then, everything, you know, then it's a completely different team. <laughs> uh, but, but today it does matter because they just, they determined after the physical, he's not worth the 
contract that they had agreed to. Now what happens next? Is there another team? And I've seen this happen before. There could be another team that does a physical on them that says, you know what? We're comfortable with this. And they go out inside them. Or, and this is why I was surprised that the signing happened so quickly when it did, because he just had foot surgery two months ago. Maybe it just takes another couple months of recovery. Maybe he doesn't have a contract. Um, and they reevaluate things after the draft. I've said this multiple times this week, guys. Like this stuff, ha- this teams will make draft picks, cut more guys. Like there's a whole, there's a second, third, fourth, fifth wave of free agency that goes on here for a few months, including all the way to August in the middle of training camp. So it's po- completely possible that Larry Ogunjobi doesn't sign elsewhere, gets healthier. I'm sure it'll be for less money. Exactly. But, but they mm-hmm. can get him at a cheaper rate later. Or maybe he goes and signs with the Packers by like five o'clock tonight because no one can keep <laughs> track of what's Green Bay, what Green Bay is doing. No, that's a great point. But the fact if we do go back that direction later on this offseason, if he's still sitting around, you know, rehabbing and is healthy and we can get him for a better bargain. Uh, again, patience could pay off here uh, for the Bears. So keeping the door open would just make sense. I wouldn't just say, you know, okay, moving on next. Like you always want to have something in your back pocket and keep that, you know, I guess relationship intact in case uh, things do change down the road. Yeah, I think I saw a comment on here. What was like the the mood like at House Hall? We were just all like, what is, is Nicholas Morrow, Luke's Packer? Are they going to show up? Like we were just kind of thinking, well, what's next? And, but yeah, nothing too crazy there at House Hall. When we we heard the news, we were, again, a little like, okay, that's interesting. But we were just wondering if we, if we were going to be able to talk to anybody today. Uh, someone commented there that they like your man cave, Will. It's and, something. You know, well, we determined <laughs> yesterday that that's where all of Olin Cruz's PS5s are stored. <laughs> no, just mine. <laughs> okay. I think but, mine is in the shot and in, in the picture here. I don't know if. You guys see that, but it's like that. Yeah, I, I see. Oh, that's how we. There. That's how we started talking about the PS5 as well. I said, you know, you had bought two because the transactions didn't go through, and then somehow it got into. It's just weird for you, you to hacking. put. Yeah. Why are you putting the evidence in the frame? Like this is just now naming you a suspect I, for the person who hacked Olin's Twitter account. I literally just got here like two minutes ago, Adam. Tried to drive back because we we're supposed to talk to. Uh, Equinemius St. Brown. So I drove here. Whatever the camera setup, the laptop setup was, that's how it is. Uh, Robert says Hogue bravely, t- bravely talking about Olin from home. Let's see him do it in studio. Yeah. Why do you think I took that shot on Twitter on Monday when I knew his account was deactivated? I'm not stupid here. Come on. Why do you think I sit in the middle? I sit in the middle because, yeah. you know, yeah. And, and I, I do understand you didn't have enough time to set up that uh, shot because otherwise you would have moved that Iowa football after what happened yesterday. Oh, I was really hoping we'd get through like this whole <laughs> show the weekend without mentioning. Yeah, no, I, I knew as soon as they lost, I'm like, man, what's Hogue going to say? What's Adam going to say <laughs> tomorrow? Then I'm like, oh, I'm not even going to be on maybe because I'll be at House Hall. But here we are. You'll get the last laugh when Wisconsin loses to Colgate tonight or something. All right. Yeah, uh, we got a super chat here from D Groovy. The scary thing is with our free agents. Uh, is that Fields is it a mega important year too? And is the O-line wide receiver court good enough or even better than it was right now? That is a no until it happens. It's scary. I completely, completely agree. We've talked about this a lot this week. Um, I think it's an extremely important discussion to have. I, my, my big problem with this idea that they're just like going to tank 20, 
22, um, which I don't think they're actually can afford to do for this exact reason, because you, you can't just throw away Justin Fields second year. It, his rookie year already got thrown away from just some incompetence. Um, so to actively do decide that, you know, we're just not going to go out and get great players here because, you know, we're, we're just going to let things reset, fix the cap, which is part of what they're doing. But to just actively be bad, I don't think is part of the equation here and can't be part of the equation because you are just failing quite frankly, at doing what you were brought here to do. Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus, Luke Getze, which is to win with Justin Fields. Yeah, if they wanted to lose with Justin, they would have just kept Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace here and kept the status quo. (laughs) Uh, The fact that they made these moves and brought these guys in to change it, like they're not going to just roll over and take it now. They're going to do their best to make this 2022 competitive, but also at the same time protect the future and set us up for success down the road. It's a delicate balance, uh, and I think that's what we're seeing this week. No, that's a really good point, Will. And if, like, maybe you look at the moves and you're kind of saying, like, maybe they are still setting up for Justin Fields to quote-unquote fail, but you get a better draft pick in the end. It's like, yeah, but are you're already doing damage to, to Fields for yeah. what could be a potentially year three. So it just it just doesn't align with what, you know, is going to be in the best interest of the Bears. Like, we need to see growth from Justin Fields. So you do have to build up that line. You do need to add more playmakers on the outside so that when you do have more capital in terms of, you know, draft space and, and obviously money, you can make that big those bigger moves and then see what Justin Fields is as a player at that point. Yeah, this comment on the screen right now, I understand that the plan is to hit free agency way harder next year with more cap. Would be helpful fields to show out to make bigger free agents want to sign here. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I don't think anyone, any of us are saying, hey, you got to go be the Jacksonville Jaguars right now and throw money everywhere. Um, that's not at all. It's just make sure that you're not putting him in a bad situation where he can't develop. And I'll say this again, you can still structure contracts now, signings now, where mm-hmm. more of it gets put towards 2023 when you know you're going to have more space. It doesn't all have to count right now. There's ways to do that. So uh, just keep that in mind. Uh, I should mention our friends at PointsBet, uh, of course, because the best way to support CHGO right now, if you're enjoying what we're doing, is to download the PointsBet app. Use the code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. And that's not it, because if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. So that's $2,000 of free bets, free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 first-time deposit on PointsBet. If you have any questions about that, you can email PointsBet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. Uh, PointsBet is your home for live in-play betting, and it just got even better because we now have PointsBet's new feature, the live college basketball same game parlay. I got a game going on right here. We got Delaware and Villanova. Delaware's winning. So how about that for an upset? 
Maybe. It's still way early. Loyola lost. That was kind of a bummer. Um, and for the first time ever, you can build the perfect live same-game parley only with points bet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. Want more? You can also boost your live same-game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, boost live with points bet. And now online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can download the points bet app right now. Register your account from start to finish all from your phone. Plus, during points bet match madness, all users can earn up to $100 in free bets. During each round, just place a $50 pregame wager and get a free $20 live bet to be used for that round. So what are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Chicago sports fans, if you aren't a member of our CHGO family, what are you waiting for? Members will have access to our premium content from all of our great writers. You also get a free t-shirt of your choice when you become a member and you get access to the members only discord, the CHGO lounge. And of course we have podcasts like this one live shows every day of the week. So make sure you check all those out. So come join this amazing family that is constantly growing here at CHGO. Want to also mention if you're watching right now on YouTube, See that subscribe button right down there. Make sure you hit the subscribe button, hit the notification, that little bell, uh, and you'll find out when we go live. And today, uh, we had to adjust our schedule a little bit, little bit because of the press conference. So it's a good reason to have the notifications on. Um, every once in a while, that might happen. We are trying to mostly do at 11 a.m., but the Bears had press conferences that went on today. So uh, we moved things around just a little bit. And um, that's the reason for that on this Friday. Uh, we're going to keep the conversation going. Question here from Steven. Is Armstead really worth what he would cost given he is unlikely to play much more than about half the games? Fair point. The theme here going, a lot of injured players. That's football. That is yep. football. But I, that's I, a guy that's such, I mean, one of the best left tackles in the league, right? And yes, you never know with health, with anybody, with any given player. It could happen just like that and their season could be over. But to, we were talking about this in yesterday's show, Adam. Knowing that if you have a guy like Armstead on your left side, what does that do for Justin Fields in terms of just having that trust, that comfortability in the pocket, knowing that, hey, I have time. I can make this throw. I can make the progressions. I can make this read because I have a guy like that. And I think you would, if the Bears had an opportunity to take, I, I wouldn't call it a gamble, the opportunity to go get a guy like that, that, that helps you for 2023 like we're talking about. That helps you immediately for 2022. So. I would definitely make the move if the Bears were in that in the interest of acquiring an Armstead. Yeah, I don't think I have anything more to add. It's just it's a easy decision to make uh, if they can come to terms. I, I understand injury history here too, but uh, again, most guys that are on the market, they're here for one reason or another. Uh, usually, injuries are, are going to be there. And Cliff says, if nothing else, Armstead could help teach Tevin and Borum. And, you know, it's another thing we went into detail about yesterday, which is the idea of uh, and the way Olin's been talking about this on the show is that left tackle kind of playing like a like a corner on an island would. Right. Like you can always single over there and not have to worry about it allows you to allocate other resources elsewhere on your O line, which helps everybody and helps your quarterback. All right. Let's move to uh, what actually did happen today at House Hall. There's the introduction of Lucas Patrick, Nicholas Moreau. Um, and Nicholas Moriano, not the linebacker, but the guy who's here on the show was there at house hall. Um, Patrick says he will play center. 
What was your reaction to that uh, and your overall takeaways from uh, his introductory press conference joining the Bears? Yeah, I think with Patrick kind of just staying that out, out front, it, it kind of gives you some clarification as to what Ryan Poles wants to do with this roster. It also leaves a question, where does Sam Mustafer kind of fit into things now with, with Patrick kind of looking that he's going to be that center? Um, but just general takeaways from, from what he said today, you could just tell that he's really grateful for the opportunity to play with the Chicago Bears. At times, he got a little emotional. You can hear in his voice. You can see it in his face. Definitely thanking his family for sacrificing a lot to put him in this position. But the one quote that, for me, that stood out was like, football is not a contact sport. It's a collision sport. And knowing that the Bears-Packers games, what it's going to come down to is who can kind of win in the trenches, that's a lot of what Ryan Poles has been saying. And we have the graphic up here. Uh, I've got a, I've got a switch. I can flip. I don't believe football is a contact sport. I believe it's a collision sport, and that's how I like to play it. So you see the mentality that Lucas Patrick kind of plays with, and that's been echoed by Ryan Poles and what he's been saying, you know, since he got the, the job as the Bears general manager. So Lucas Patrick, it makes sense why the Bears wanted to bring him in. Obviously fills a need, but now you kind of wonder where where does Sam Mustafer fit on this team moving forward? Yeah, what I liked today out of Patrick was the fact like he does seem confident uh, in his ability to play center, and he mentioned it kind of allows him to blend uh, two of his strengths together, uh, both his mental and his physical approach to the game. Uh, he says that's the way that football should be uh, played, how it should it's intended to play, which is physical, tough, but smart. And then having that trio combination, you know, kind of anchoring down, I think what he called the apex uh, of the offense and the offensive line there too. Uh, I think is you know reassuring uh, at least for me to hear today, and the fact that he does have that Getsy connection, and he I think he said he can be a translator. Like, hey, this is what we're trying to you know install here, and why we're doing it this way. Having someone in the building that can do that, uh, and that's not a coach, but it's like a colleague uh, up front with these guys, I think would be you know super helpful throughout OTAs, mini camps, and training camp beyond. I love that quote that we had up there for a minute because um, you know we we kind of heard that about Lucas Patrick that he's got a little bit of a mean streak and just, you know, it's a good way to put it. I don't believe it's a contact sport. I believe it's a collision sport. That's how I like to play it. The bears need more of that on their offensive line. They need more physicality. Um, so I like hearing that from him. The other quote that we wanted to bring up uh, has to do more with the bears Packers rivalry. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. He said, I've been on the winning side. I'm going to stay on the winning side. We're going to start winning these games. I firmly believe to win a Bears-Packers game, you got to win it up front. you got to be physical. you got to be tough. That's what we're going to do here. Typically, whoever wins those games takes the North. Like Ryan Pohl said, that's the goal here. Take the North, get to the playoffs, get a shot at Lombardi. So, I mean, I, I would think that uh, and we'll judge from our commenters here on live on YouTube. I would think if you're a Bears fan, I probably gets you pretty jacked up uh, for sure. I uh, so. I mean, yeah, I hopefully <laughs> I am. Uh, we've seen those games over the past forever, right? Like the Bears, <laughs> when they lose to Green Bay, it, it's an embarrassing fashion. They just get steamrolled. Uh, and really, it does begin up front, uh, you know, this bullying that defense, wearing them down. And the fact that we have a guy 
coming from Green Bay to Chicago to kind of instill that here uh, in our trenches and set that tone, uh, you know, kind of go with that mindset. Uh, it's music to my ears, uh, but words can only go so far. I do want to kind of see it translate on the field when we get to the games here come September. You know, one way where it wasn't just Patrick's kind of his words, how he had to earn Aaron Rodgers trust, something else that he kind of talked about in this press conference like, how did you, how did he was asked, how'd you earn that trust? And he mentioned, like, you just need to be a pro, need to be consistent, be able to grow as a player. So he was already walking the walk, so to speak, in terms of how to get a player like Aaron Rodgers respect. And look, Lucas Patrick wasn't given anything, being undrafted, had to work his way up and eventually got some playing time with the Packers. So if you can get Aaron Rodgers respect, and now obviously coming to Chicago, and Ryan Pohl said he brings kind of that, that leadership aspect. That's what you want to see. And he's saying all the right things right now. But like like Will said, we need to kind of see it come to fruition with his new team. But, yeah, I think if you're a Bears fan, you're excited about that because it's been way too long now for him being on the winning side on the Green Bay Packers. And now can it finally trickle over to the Bears side? We certainly don't hate the idea of uh, taking the Packers offense coordinator. Well, he was quarterback's coach, making him your offense coordinator, bringing over the center. Um, you know, they, I guess they, they signed Equimania St. Brown too. Not sure that that falls in the same category. I think he had nine catches last year. Um, sounds right. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a start at least. And, uh, Tony says we missed the toughness, that nastiness up front in Chicago for too long. Now, Patrick brings that back. Uh, imagine adding Armstead too. I, I mean, that's, that's really what it is. I think it's, it's, it's a mindset that you have to have on your offensive line. The bears have lacked that physicality. And I think that, uh, you know, even as, even if Lucas Patrick is in a pro bowler and I don't necessarily think he will be in Chicago, it's, um, it's a, I still think it, it helps. Right Can't Yeah, step in the right direction. We'll see where it goes from there. Hey, Adam, real quick. We got some breaking news from Adam Schefter. Uh, the Bears are signing defensive end uh, Al-Quad and Muhammad uh, from the Colts. So Ibraflus gets another guy here in Chicago. All right. So a defensive end, which was uh, another position of, of need. You're switching back to a 4-3. Uh, there, you have a clear, obvious connection with the Colts. Uh, where Matt Eberflus came from, Alan Williams, a defensive coordinator too. So uh, two years, $10 million, it looks like. So, you know, not big money, but um, another guy to add to the mix to at least probably push uh, Travis Gibson a little bit on the uh, defensive end. I think it goes with the theme that we've seen so far of like he's almost building this roster from the bottom up uh, outside of the signing of, you know, Lucas over there for the center, uh, the receivers that we've signed uh, this one here too. It seems like we're working on those depth pieces, uh, those contributors. Uh, and then we're kind of playing the waiting game to find out who those uh, starters could end up being. If we are going to make some of those bigger signings at these positions. Yeah. Just kind of quickly uh, guys looking at Muhammad's stats from last season, um, again, playing with Matt Eberflus uh, with the Colts, had a career high in sacks, total tackles, tackles for loss. He had seven, 13 quarterback hits. So guy coming off um, his best statistical year, and we'll see how that kind of translates now that he's you know back with Matt Eberflus, Alan Williams there as the defense coordinator with the Bears. So, yeah, and a lot of these moves, you too, you look at them, the ones that are going to be coming in later, like do, is there a connection somewhere? 
too. And obviously we see that with Muhammad. And uh, again, that's they're just bolstering that front seven that we talked about in a couple podcasts ago. We probably mentioned in every podcast, like there wasn't a lot of depth there. Now the Bears are starting to starting to build some some guys there and starting to add some players that can help contribute for this defense. Yeah, and and look, th- this is a what I would consider a rotational piece, but again, one that makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. This, this is one of those names that's been linked to the Bears, like really from the start of free agency because of the connection with the Colts and, and Matt Eberflus. So um, not surprised it happened, and uh, the Bears are now signed two, reportedly signed, uh, two defensive yeah. linemen since the Larry Ogunjobi failed physical news came out uh, this morning. All right, we got a big uh, super chat here. If Getze is building an offense based uh, on the strengths of this team, David Montgomery is the best player on offense. Can we survive with Mooney as wide receiver one in that type of offense, assuming the Bears draft a wide receiver as well? Guys? It's, it's a good question. Can you Can we survive with Mooney as wide receiver one? I mean, you look at the guy that they just traded, the Green Bay Packers, Devontae Adams, that offense that Luke Getze was helping operate in Green Bay a lot ran through Devontae Adams. And now you're trying to translate, see what Getze's going to bring here to Chicago. Is Mooney that guy that you can necessarily run an offense through? I, I don't think so. Yes, he had a, a, over 1,000 yards last season. Career highs in every statistical category outside of touchdowns where he tied his rookie year. But I still think maybe what Getze's going to do is he's going to adjust how he kind of operates what he wants to do it's going to be more of a uh you're a committee approach if you will in terms of how he wants to operate with this offense that he had here in chicago i think it depends on the definition of survive <laughs> at least for me uh <laughs> honestly uh mooney i don't see him as a true wide receiver one uh, who can handle you know, 150 targets uh, a season if we're going that same route uh, that we saw up in green bay with adams uh, but if for some reason if we don't draft anyone or any other bigger signings and he is the guy, I think we'll be fine. I, we saw that last year when they pretty much phased out Allen Robinson. Like things are okay. They weren't great. Uh, and we're getting a more competent system in place, you know, perhaps that can also kind of uh, help. I don't think it's going to hurt. Uh, so depends on definition survive, but I'm all right with it. Yeah, it, you know, the other part of that comment, though, that I agree with is that David Montgomery is best player on offense. I mean, I think everybody hopes that Justin Fields becomes that, but he's not there yet. My grades show that David Montgomery was a very good player. I don't think enough people give him enough credit for, for really the type of running back he is and how good he was last season when he was healthy. Now, um, that's still a scary thing because he's going into the last year of his rookie deal. And I, as much as I like David Montgomery, I do not think it would be smart to sign him to an extension until you see what this offense looks like this year. Scheme change, new coaching staff, new general manager. Unless he's willing to take a very team-friendly deal, it does not make a lot of sense. I'm a believer in not spending a ton of money on running backs. Um, and, And so I'd be surprised if that happened. But that's kind of where it gets scary when you're talking about him being your best offensive player, running the offense through him. When, oh, by the way, everyone's like, aren't they throwing away 2020 too? Like, you know what I mean? So if this is if this is all about 2023, then how does the running back who's not under contract for 2023 work into that? That As you're putting this offense together, like you got to juggle that. And I'll add to this, Adam, too. Like Olin has said a couple times now on – on the CHGO Bears podcast, like 
does David Montgomery necessarily fit the outside zone scheme? Again, a new scheme that you mentioned it is coming in. And, you know, I think, I think David Montgomery can, but that's also a question mark as we're seeing who these offensive linemen are going to be. And if he's your best player in a new scheme, how is that all going to play out? So all different factors that we have to just think about as we kind of are approaching this next season. Yeah, I put my thoughts out there where I think Herbert is a better true fit uh, on this podcast. And uh, obviously, Montgomery is very talented. Uh, I love how he can fight through those tackles. Uh, let's see what he can do with an offensive line, hopefully, that can give him some room to operate. That's something he hasn't really had the privilege of playing behind uh, throughout his entire time here in Chicago. Uh, but yeah, that's still, I think, being a fit uh, in this offense is one of my bigger question marks for Monty You know, heading into this season. Well, we have uh, plenty more to get to before we're out of here uh, at 3 o'clock because there was some big news going on uh, in a big trade that really affects the Bears yesterday uh, up, in, up in Green Bay that we'll get to. Of course, Allen Robinson signed with the Rams, and there were some wide receivers that the Bears signed that we got to give our thoughts on as well. Um, but first, Nick, take it away on points bet. Yeah, if you enjoy CHGO, one way that you can help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com. And we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bets life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And if you're watching or listening to the podcast, we appreciate it. You already know then that the podcasts and live shows are every single day, Monday through Friday, on every team. So it's not just the Bears. You want to check out Bulls, Blackhawks, White Sox, Cubs. we got reporters. Spring training right now. White Sox got that sweep of the Cubs yesterday. Uh, you know, not that it counts or anything, but, you know, it counts for me, okay? And the post-game shows are coming for all the teams, and uh, th those are always free, and we appreciate that. But if you want the premium written content for members at allchgo.com. Please get on the website, check it out, and right now is the time to sign up because uh, if you don't take advantage of that points better offer, uh, you can also just sign up. You do get a free t-shirt when you become a member, and of course, member or not, you can check out the, all the merchandise we have on all of the teams, but with that member, uh, membership, you do get the members only Discord, the CHGO Lounge, where you can interact with us at any time. Uh, it's a good place to keep some of the great conversation, quite frankly. I got to say, I'm a little uh, um, surprised at how uh, civil and uh, smart the YouTube chat has been during our show. I, you know, I'd like to think it's a reflection of our show, uh, maybe, but, um, you know, I, I really do appreciate it. It's fun to have, you know, good entertaining educational football conversation going on in the YouTube chat during a show. So keep that going. Um, and we know there's a couple trolls that pop in and out of there every once in a while. Big news. Deshaun Watson has decided he wants to play for the Cleveland Browns, according to Adam Schefter. So uh, kudos to what? our chat because I saw that, saw that in the chat here. So what's, what is going, going on? on? 
He cha- wow. He changed uh, his mind. He, he, this this Watson has informed the Houston Texans that he is he now is willing to waive the no trade clause in his contract to be dealt to Cleveland. Hey, but I thought they were keeping Baker Mayfield, right? This this NFL <laughs> offseason is just completely drunk. Yep. Oh my gosh. Like what what what? I don't know. <laughs> just like it's crazy. This what, is what, do you, what does Joe Kim Noah think about this? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Cleveland? Like Cleveland, really? That's where you're going? Good for the Browns, man. Um that is crazy. Yeah, the Watson has formed the Houston Texans. He's now willing to waive his no trade clause in his contract to be dealt to Cleveland. I guess that explains why this thing was like held up. Like what the Atlanta Falcons pushed back some money with Matt Ryan, like just the other day. And you're kind of thinking like connecting dots. Nope. Let's go back to Cleveland. Like that's a roster that's ready to compete. They were missing the quarterback. And now that Deshaun Watson's there, man, you can just put every single, the AFC West. And then now the Browns are like prime time. It's you're going to, you're going to have a lot of fun. Hey, at least for the Bears, he's, he goes out of the NFC, so he's not going to enter this conference. I, that's a plus in my eyes. I mean, it's amazing. You had the entire NFC South, with the exception of Tom Brady's Bucks. Uh, like, it, it, you can't even call it a bidding war because Deshaun Watson had all the control, so it's not like they could up each other and, and outbid. That would have been a great situation for Houston, but uh, he ends up just going, nah, I'm going to go to the AFC North and go to Cleveland. Wow. You saw Mitch in Pittsburgh, and it's like, I can take this. <laughs> not not a bad. I mean, yeah. Not a, I, I understand. Which, that's a team. That is a team where you add Deshaun Watson. That's that's a difference maker. That is huge news. Um, and getting the reaction. And Lamar Jackson twice, yeah. twice a year. And uh, you could throw in Mitchell Trubisky if you want into that equation as well. But, yeah, that, that becomes... Yeah, it just becomes a very interesting division. And now, yeah, like I said earlier, the Cleveland Browns are up there in terms of the teams you got to watch out for. Um, this is starting to look like relegation. Like you got the the AFC is like the Premier League, and not and the NFC is the Championship. Got that reference? <laughs> I can in see there. that. I got that reference in there for our producer Lawrence, just for him. Um, good point here on the super chats. Groovy Watson could be news for us for Armstead because I have wondered if he was sitting there waiting to figure out where he wanted like, to go. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Um, maybe he'll go to Cleveland. We, we, yeah, maybe we had we we were gonna we had like topics we wanted to talk about right now. Deshaun Watson said, "No, never mind. Forget your topics. You're talking about me and the Cleveland Browns." Like that's. Still well, we can use Browns as a segue to one of the Bears, you know, the receivers if we need to get back on track. Well, you know, I just did. Tom Pelissero did point out yesterday on Twitter that NFL free agency is the real March Madness. And feels like it. I, like, I feel bad for the NCAA tournament. Like, they can't just get there any shiny moment, let alone one shiny moment. It's <laughs> it's uh, it's just there the the NFL just keeps trumping it. This is crazy. So, but yes, we should talk about, um, I mean, the impact to the bears here, I think good point from the super chat there that, that it's could affect Armstead. I think probably thinking very optimistically there, but 
you know, we are trying to keep the glass half full as, as was established earlier on in the show. Um, in terms of the more direct impact right away within the NFC North, that was the big news that came out yesterday, almost 24 hours ago, and the Packers trading Devontae Adams to the Raiders. Again, relegation, you have to send him to the AFC because, you know, the NFC just isn't allowed to have good players anymore, apparently. <laughs> no, nope. That's basically it. And when you're competing in that that division, you need all the playmakers they can get. What are the Raiders? Are the Raiders what the fourth team in that division? Which is nuts. It's crazy. No, but hey, Devonte Adams out of the North. Uh, great news for you know Bears fans, uh, the Chicago Bears. I'm sure that put a nice smile on almost you know every face inside of Hallis Hall when that news broke uh, yesterday. And not only do you get you know, the best receiver in the division out of here, you take away Aaron Rodgers, you know, best playmaker. And that only hopefully uh, going to lead the good things. You know, I put in my notes for, you know, Nick, like if Aaron Rodgers is Batman, you know, did we get rid of Robin? If Rodgers is Thor, did we just lose his hammer? You know, just things like that to kind of get, you know, the ball rolling here for you. Yeah. Thor without his hammer is not as, uh, not as powerful <laughs> for you Marvel fans, obviously, but, um, yeah, this, I think too. There's a lot of speculation like going on Twitter, like, oh, did Rogers not know about this? Like, of course, he had to have known what was kind of going in the works. But it does, it seems weird for a team that is ready to win now that you do trade Devontae Adams, get that first round and second round draft pick. Because, yes, maybe going now finally draft wide receivers, which the Packers should have done instead of Jordan Love. But it just seems weird for a team that does seem like they have all the pieces in place that now Devontae Adams is not a part of that equation. Yeah, I, look, this is... Um, it, we've been talking about it on the show, about matching up Jalen Johnson versus Devontae Adams, how the Bears match up defensively, and like the best way to defend that problem is to just get rid of him. Right, like he's just gone. So problem solved. And now I still think the Packers have to make other moves. Like you don't bring Aaron Rodgers back, and then you're just like, okay, uh, you know, here's all the same wide receivers except Devontae Adams. So I think there will be some moves. I think they'll you know, look into a trade. Um, they were reportedly in on Odell Beckham mm-hmm. you know, last year before he went to the Rams. So like, th- th- I have a feeling by the time the season starts, they're gonna have some guys there that are still gonna be tough to defend. But Right now, Darnell Mooney is the best wide receiver of the two teams if you're comparing the Packers and the Bears right now. 100% agreed with, uh, with that. that one. And again, I know, like you said, Adam, like they can bring in someone and most likely will. That will be, you know, a problem for this defense. They're going to have to do it. But it's, I think it's the exact way that Adams has stressed this defense over the past years, you know, being that guy who can line up in the slot and tear that defense apart or go to the outside and win those 50-50 balls in the end zone and just stress them in so many different ways. As long as they find someone that's maybe a little bit, I'm not going to say one-dimensional, but a little bit more uh, in a box than maybe Adams was, that's still going to make things easier for the Bears compared to just you know still having a mirror. I mean, look, Alan Lazard is the second wide receiver on their roster right now with 40 receptions over just a little over 500 yards. They're definitely going to add to that position, but regardless, I think whoever you bring in, it's not going to be Devontae Adams. It's not going to be a guy that's in that caliber. Even if it is a first round draft pick, you have to wait to see that guy grow into being whatever it is that he ultimately become. But 
yeah, I think that it obviously is a move that helps the NFC North. Justin Jefferson, I think it's Peg is the best wide receiver in now the division. But mm-hmm. now Darnell Mooney kind of creeps up that ladder in terms of uh, just wide receivers and guys that can make plays in there. Uh, this does. Uh, someone just said that the draft is loaded with wide receivers, but it also puts the Packers in play to, you know, take one of those wide receivers before the Bears even get yep. a pick. Um, like you know, yeah. I don't think people are gonna be too happy if, if, if Chris Olave ends up in Green Bay, right? Ooh, yeah, that would sting. That would sting. Sorry, but it's possible. Uh, meanwhile, Allen Robinson is gone. He signs with the Rams. Uh, pretty sure that was a lot less money than the Bears were offering him. So you know, it, sometimes that's the way things work. I, I'm talking about you know back when they were there was an offer. Uh, and some talks that Allen Robinson uh, wasn't pleased with, you know, before the franchise tag, there wasn't an offer recently. So that's how that worked out. He signs with the Rams, pretty good spot for him, but it, it's still plenty of money, put decent contract, three-year deal for him. Um, I don't have the money right in front of me. I should have it in front of me, but um, still a good opportunity Happy for, for him Robinson, the Rams. man. Yeah. Happy for Robinson. He's on a contender plays Matthew Stafford. Obviously them just win the Super Bowl. So Let's see what Allen Robinson can do with an actual quarterback. Somebody that is in that caliber that Stafford is. And, in you know, with, with Sean McVay, I think you'll see what 2021 that season was for Allen Robinson. Again, it's going to be a nine-day difference. That's, in my opinion, that's what it's going to look like for him because stable franchise, a good offensive-minded head coach, and a quarterback. I think you'll see the Robinson that was putting up stats when – you know, he had Trubisky, Chase Daniel, like those kind of guys throwing him the ball. Yeah, I think it was a three-year, $46.5 million for A-Rob. So definitely a decent payday. I take it. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's I, it, He's got to be happy. I, I agree. I think he's a good fit in that offense. Um, he'll do pretty well. By the way, Johnny Hecker in punter news signing with Chris Tabor and the Panthers. So nice. Um, Austin Hooper to the Titans is Tristan. Maybe we need to keep going here. This is like, this feels like three o'clock when free agent on Wednesday, when free agency was yep. supposed to start. Like it's nice for this to finally start. I mean, we kind of felt like Deshaun Watson had to sign to really get the moves going. I don't know why Johnny Hecker was hung up on Deshaun Watson before he had to make his decision, but you know, that's how these things are. That, that was obviously a joke. He wasn't waiting for Deshaun Watson. <laughs> um, Did you see the contract for Watson? It's already in yeah, Rappaport. So a huge raise, it looks like, over $48 million or something. Let's see. Sean Watson gets a fully guaranteed five-year $230 million. That is $80 million more than the previous record for fully guaranteed money at signing uh, $150 million from Ian Rappaport. So, yeah, he's making a lot of money, too. And <laughs> since void language was such a discussion this week, I'm assuming – those guarantees will not be voided when he gets his inevitable suspension for yeah. uh, everything off the field, which is still out there, by the way. But, you know, it does go to show you that this was really with the no trade clause. This was more of a free agency situation, really, mm-hmm. than a trade situation, because it's not like these teams could increase their draft picks going to Houston to get them. They they had to basically say, Hey, we're willing to offer you more money. And that, in that sense, it became a bidding war. We'll redo your contract and give you more money. And maybe that's where Cleveland flew in late uh, when they were reportedly out and got this thing turned in their favor. So 
We'll see. Yeah, they're trading three first round picks and two additional picks in Deshaun Watson. Wow. So yeah, that's what it takes to get a franchise. We saw it with Russell Wilson, but I mean, yeah, you see what it takes to get a, a franchise kind of quarterback. Um, Baker Mayfield now will be somewhere else. Obviously, I think Indianapolis might be a good spot for him. And if you're Washington, <laughs> like, again, why were you in such a rush to get Carson Wentz? You could have been in play for Baker Mayfield. I'd much rather have Baker Mayfield than Carson Wentz at this point. So there's just some questions there that I have. Uh, final thoughts before we get out of here. Uh, the Bears, uh, you give, let's see, quick uh, rapid thoughts on Equimania St. Brown. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I, he's big, six foot five. He has okay speed, uh, but having, you know, what? He hasn't had 10 catches in a season since his rookie year, uh, coming off nine catch, 98 yard year, one career touchdown. Eh. It's a death piece. I know he can play special teams, but again, maybe mm -hmm. you're building, uh, you know, your floor and working your way up to the ceiling here. Uh, I definitely like the other guy better. Yeah. How about Byron Pringle? Uh, definitely a better fit, at least in terms of like what I want to see on the field. Someone who can play inside and out, uh, does a lot of damage in the slot. When you see him play, you know, last year in Kansas City, which was his, you know, career year, uh, sort of speak, he's a guy who can make plays happen uh, after the catch, take those short routes, turn them into big gains, uh, just makes life difficult for DBs and it's hard to take down in first contact. So that's the kind of receiver I envisioned uh, the Bears bringing in here. He has the Poles connection, so obviously uh, Poles has some good belief that you know Pringle can either uh, elevate compared to what we saw last year, or at least provide similar uh, you know statistical uh, production, or at least you know someone that can be an option for Justin Fields uh, as well. So I like Pringle uh, much better than St. Brown. Yeah, just real quickly, Adam. I mean, look, you have Tyree Kill in that roster, Travis Kelsey, McCole Hardman, then you have Pringle. So there's a lot of guys that were getting the stats there. So maybe change of senior. Yes. He had Patrick Mahomes, but maybe this is exactly what Pringle needed to maybe take that next step and what he can potentially do. So I do like that signing. And like with all the things that will just said, that kind of adds to why Pringle is, I think valued more than a St. Brown at this point. And also with Pringle too, uh, two concerns I would have that I want to see cleaned up this year would be drops and fumbles. I had two fumbles last year and seven drops uh, in 2021, which is the sixth most uh, in the NFL of all wide receivers. And I know drops was an area of concern for him coming out of college. Uh, so he does need to you know, clean that up, uh, as at least in my eyes, moving forward. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I still think that this is an obvious position of the need. I'm curious to see what else the Bears do. Um, the options out there on the open market are limited. Be shocked at this point if an earlier draft pick isn't used on wide receiver. But um, yep. I, I do I do like the Pringle uh, signing. I think it's a decent fit. Not surprising with with uh, Ryan Poles' connection to Kansas City. Um, Equimania, St. Brown. We'll see. Yeah, he falls in that category we talked about earlier this week where it's like, yeah, you might not even be on the team by the time the season starts. <laughs> you, know, you, don't, you don't know. Um, but the big news here as we close out, Deshaun Watson traded to at least, you know, supposedly everything seems like, it, you know. It clears his medicals. Yeah, clear the medicals. And, uh, oh, yeah, those 22 civil lawsuits, too. I mean, what an amazing thing. Mm -hmm. Quarterback like that with the off-the-field stuff still pending, not only – are 
do you trade three first-round draft picks, but then you up his contract, you give him a massive contract. Whew. Browns must have done their homework, obviously, knowing I mean, that you, you're willing to do that stuff because you don't do all that and not not know exactly who but wouldn't he is. It, as, wouldn't it yeah. also be like the most Cleveland Browns thing yep. ever if this whole thing just turns into be <laughs> to just be an utter disaster? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we go ahead, Adam. No, I was just going to say, it's like, it's funny how we look at this because it's like if the New Orleans Saints had pulled it off, you're like, oh, okay, oh. Saints back in the Super Bowl hunt with the Browns. And oh, by the way, they're still a really good team. They may not be in the Super Bowl hunt, but it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Is this thing really going to work out if you went to Cleveland? I think they're going to miss those three first round picks. Like that's hard. I mean, we've known Chicago, like how hard it could be to, you know, build through the draft uh, when you keep giving those away and to not have three of those consecutively. Uh, I think that will hurt, you know, down the road. It may be easy to, you know, let go of right now, but something I think they not regret per se, but will make things tougher for them uh, moving forward. Before we do close though, I know a lot of people in the chat were saying, Hey, the bears signed Muhammad from Indy. Uh, we did see that. We mentioned it about at the halfway point of the show. So if you're watching live and you missed it, uh, once we're done, definitely you know go back through the replay to, to catch what we said about uh, that signing. Yeah, absolutely. We spent a big portion at the start talking about the Larry Ogunjobi situation, obviously, um, and kind of how much of a hot topic that became today. So if you jumped in in the middle, um, we appreciate you doing so, but you can go back and check out the podcast. If you missed really anything this week, you can go back and check out our podcast. Olin Kruitz was on yesterday, um, and he will be back Monday with us. Uh, I hope everybody enjoys their weekend. Make sure you check out all chgo.com get those memberships check out our friends at points bet use that code chgo you can even get that free membership by signing up for a new account with points bet depositing fifty dollars into that account so uh, please take advantage of that follow us on twitter at adam hogue at will dewitt but the l's are ones but you could figure that out it's right there on the screen if you're watching on youtube at uh, Nick said at Nicholas Moriano as well. Uh, we have podcast live shows every single day. The premium content is at allchgo.com. Merchandise is up too. Please hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. We'll be back all next week, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. with all the reaction and news as it flows in with the Bears and other things because the way this is going, it could be a wild weekend by the time we get back together on Monday. But hopefully everybody enjoys the weekend. Sorry about Iowa, Nick, and uh, go Badgers. Talk to you Monday.